Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 47 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, we are diving deep into hip mobility and hip stretches, and specifically the most important element that most traditional hip stretches are missing, why better hip mobility could be the key to unlocking your low back tension and fixing knee pain, and the three hip stretches you need to try right now that are going to supercharge your hip mobility. So let's get right into it. Now, I have pretty flexible hips, but it hasn't always been this way. And as I've talked about before, I am a little bit, a little bit is an understatement. I am hyper flexible, so I already have the tendency to be flexible. But before I started doing yoga, I wasn't flexible at all. It was really hard to do, you know, a basic squat and really pretty much anything. I remember the first time I was introduced to a squat, Dr. Kelly Starrett of Mobility Wad, those of you who are in the CrossFit space have probably heard of him. Uh, he said, go home and do a five-minute squat test. And I was like, oh, psh, of course, I can do this. And I was already into yoga and doing yoga all the time. And I lasted about four seconds before <laughs> I had to come out of it. So just because I'm flexible now in my hips, I just want to stress that that hasn't always been the case, but I know that hip flexibility is top of mind for many of you, and really hip flexibility is probably second only to shoulders. I just posted a pigeon pose alternative on Instagram as part of my bodywork fixes and the videos I post each week, and people loved it which really got me thinking about hips and hip mobility and if stretching is the best way to improve hip flexibility. Because a lot of people in the comments were talking about, oh, I've, you know, tried this stretch and I've done this stretch and it just, it doesn't work. And you know how I feel about stretching and I go way in depth into it on episode 43. Because if stretching isn't the best fix, how can we do better? Because I'm sure your hips are tight. Tight hips are super common because we spend so much time sitting. And that inflexibility gets in the way of your workouts uh, because you're not able to set yourself up into good positions for most of the major lifts. And outside of the gym, even just picking up your laundry basket, if you don't have the hip flexibility to be able to do a hip hinge and pick up your laundry basket without tweaking your lower back, No wonder lower back and hips are still super tight. So what are we actually talking about when we're stretching the hips? And there are a number of muscles involved, but what I want you to understand is in the body, because of your fascia and your connective tissue, it's very difficult to stretch just one thing. The entire area is being affected, but changing up your positioning can affect specifically what area is being stretched. But know that everybody's involved all the time. 
So muscles include the glutes. We have gluteus maximus. That's the big guy. There's the medium, gluteus medius, and then the smallest, gluteus minimus. And they're all kind of layered together, starting from big to small. The piriformis is another super I guess super famous is probably an exaggeration. I talk about it all the time, but I can't imagine that over dinner you're talking about the piriformis with your partner like I do with my husband. But the piriformis is also a hip rotator. It helps with external rotation or turning your hips out. So if you tend to walk or sit or stand with your feet turned out all the time, that's another reason why many of these muscles that do that action of turning your feet out are tight sort of like the piriformis. Piriformis is also a popular muscle, again, a popular just in my mind, because your sciatic nerve travels very, very close to it. And in some cases, for some people, your sciatic nerve actually passes through the piriformis. And so if you are one of those lucky ones, if your piriformis is really tight, really restricted, really irritated, that can start to irritate the sciatic nerve as well giving symptoms of sciatica, but it's coming from your hip muscles and not necessarily your lower back. And so I'll do a future episode going super deep into sciatica, but just put a pin in that. Piriformis is important. And then the other super cool thing about your hips is you have almost like a rotator cuff in your hip as well. So there's a lot of redundancy in the body so that if there was an injury to happen to one muscle, you'd still be able to do that range of motion. And also redundancy as far as the way things are constructed and built, right? The structure of our hands is very similar to our feet, except that the feet have, you know, a little bit different connective tissue and and things like that. So your deep hip rotators, and piriformis is one of them, and there's a bunch of others, they form almost like this rotator cuff, so to speak, this cuff of muscles that wrap around the head of your thigh bone of your femur to help aid in that external rotation. So we are really good. We're really strong at turning our thighs out. That's part of how you generate stability when you are squatting. But that also means if we tend to sit and our knees tend to drop out or we tend to stand with our feet turned out, these muscles are tight. So no wonder we have so much restriction through our hips because of how we are standing and how we're sitting. And the relationship of your hip muscles is not just limited to your hip muscles. So sort of like how I said, when you stretch something, you're not just isolating it and stretching. The only isolation, honestly, that can happen in the body is by way of a scalpel. So when you're stretching, it's all connected, right? But your hip muscles are connected to your pelvic floor. They share connective tissue, which means that they're also sharing connective tissue and possibly tension relationships with your core. And also what's happening at your hips is happening at your knees. And your knees often get stuck between dysfunctional hips and dysfunctional ankles. And then the knee is the thing that hurts, but really the problem is that the hip is weak or that the ankle is stiff or something like that. So it's all tied together. And even in your lower back, tension in the hips affects how you move and it feeds right up into your lower back. There's not a wall between where your glutes end and where your lower back begins. It's all continuous. It's all connected. And it's sort of like chicken and the egg. Which came first? Was it my hip tension that led to my lower back tension or lower back pain? Or did my lower back start it and then the hips followed? Honestly, which came first doesn't matter as much. uh, But addressing hip tension can definitely help. 
So static stretching, which is stretching where you just pick a pose, right? You pick a stretch and then you sit there and you wait and you wait and you wait. It does change flexibility. That's true. Static stretching does change flexibility, but it doesn't change control, right? So if you can touch your toes, that's all fine and dandy. But when you go again to pick something up, I always use that because that's something we do all the time. If you go to pick something up, that hamstring flexibility you worked on, not so helpful if your core doesn't know how to support your back and your hips don't know how to fire and that those deep hip rotators, that like rotator cuff of your hips don't know how to support and stabilize your hips and your back and your core. The stretching doesn't matter if you can't move well and have control. And this is true for any joint in your body. Flexibility alone is less helpful than mobility. And the difference between those two is that mobility is really the strength and control at all ranges, all positions of a joint. So not just being good in one position, but all positions. What would it feel like to know exactly what to do to take care of your body? To know that every exercise was actually helping you get stronger instead of being a total waste of time. And imagine not being afraid of pain because you know exactly how to maintain your body and how to take care of any type of soreness, tension, or pain. Movement Mavens is one of the most comprehensive step-by-step programs that'll actually teach you body maintenance and movement mastery so you can continue to build sustainable strength and get rid of pain, no matter what comes up. Our community is filled with movement-minded women who are committed to taking back control of their body and their health. With customized wellness plans, a growing video library, and monthly coaching, you'll know what to do so that you can keep running faster, hit PRs, recover more effectively, and feel amazing every day. I'm opening up the doors soon for a limited time, but if you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know. So grab your spot on the waitlist and learn more about Movement Mavens at aewellness.com slash mavens. That's aewellness.com slash M-A-V-E-N-S. Now, when I was in my yoga training, we were doing probably like 12 hours of yoga a week, and I was super, super duper flexible. And remember, I already have the tendency towards hyperflexibility. So it was just like fueling a fire that really did not need to be fueled. And my body and joints ached all the time. Really, it was uncomfortable to be in my body because there was no stability. So that's the thing that static stretching doesn't give you is stability because without that control, really that strength, um, your joints don't have any stability to hold them together, to keep them protected, to keep them safe. And so what can sometimes happen is that your body tightens up to protect. So all of that's to say in the hips, static stretching alone is part of a plan, but don't let it be all that you do. There's more that you can do. And we are diving deeper and deeper and deeper into hips right now. So when you work on strengthening at your end ranges, so this is like while you are stretching, this is how you supercharge what you're already doing. And it gives you better control on how you move and carry yourself. So again, focusing towards mobility rather than just static stretching and trying to make tissues longer. Because like I've talked about before, you're not actually changing the length of your hamstrings when you stretch them. You're changing your brain's ability to tolerate that stretch. So the other great thing about working on mobility and really working on strength and control at 
every position. And so when I say end ranges, what that means is the end position of your ability to move your joint, right? So if you take your arm overhead, the farthest you can go overhead, that's the end range of your shoulder flexion. And the same is for the hip. If you bring your knee into your chest, the farthest you can flex your hip or bend and bring your thigh towards your chest, that's your end range of hip flexion. So when we work on moving not only through our full range, but also strengthening through that whole range, it can help protect your joints because you're building that stability. You're building that control, not just trying to stretch the joint and the ligaments. So hopefully that distinction makes sense because when you're not stiff like the Tin Man, the other thing that comes up is that you can tell when something is up. You can feel the changes that happen in your flexibility because you have the flexibility, right? So being able to move your body and being in touch with how your body feels through your daily maintenance practice allows you to pay attention and notice if something gets really tight all of a sudden. That's a big red flag that something is going on. And so for me, this is something that happened recently, a sign that I was having issues with my IUD, that's an intrauterine device, was that my inner thigh on my right hip all of a sudden got super tight. And it wasn't that I just woke up one morning and I was like, oh my God, my hip is so tight. But it was this gradual thing where I couldn't even sit with the bottoms of my feet together and my knees out to the side. I'd have to have my right leg stabilized, like pillows underneath it, because it was just so painful. And I pulled out all my tools, right? I used my therapy balls. I did static stretching. I did mobility work. I changed up my workouts a little bit so that I wouldn't be moving in a way that created more pain. But it was a big red flag. And so when everything I tried wasn't working, then I went to my chiropractor and went to my physical therapist to get some relief and figure out what was going on. But again, being a body detective and moving and doing this kind of you know daily maintenance allows you to be more in tune. And so when you are not so stiff and you are able to move, you're just able to figure out what's happening a little bit faster. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So that right hip inflexibility and pain paired with a number of other side effects drove me to actually get my IUD taken out. Usually they last or you're supposed to keep them in for five, sometimes 10 years, I think. I got mine out in like six months. And the minute it came out, everything went away. Everything. My hip felt better. My back stopped hurting. My diaphragm stopped hurting. Like everything started feeling better. So all that's to say is the better you get at listening to your body's whispers, the less you have to wait to hear it scream. And the way you do that is by moving your body, working on your flexibility, not just allowing the stiffness to just stay there all the time and, oh, I'll deal with it later. Like use it as an opportunity and know that everything that you do is an opportunity to be better in tune with what's going on. So what do you do, right? How do you stretch? What's next? So these are my three favorite hip mobility exercises. Um, I wrote stretches in my notes, but they're not really hip stretches, but they definitely are going to improve your hip flexibility and your control 
in your hips through every range. So my favorite is the one that I shared on Instagram and I will link to it in the show notes and that's face up pigeon. So if you are familiar with the pigeon pose, those of you who are yogis are like, yep, yep, yep. Um, Imagine doing it on your back. Um, And the great thing about this stretch, I'm trying to think of how to describe it, but really click the link in the show description so that you can see it or head on over to Instagram. I'm at Hollafamala. H-O-L-L-A-F-O-R-M-A-L-A, and it's one of the uh, latest IGTVs I posted. So basically, you're laying on your back, um, and you have your knee bent to 90 degrees, your hip is bent to 90 degrees, and then your foot is coming up towards your opposite shoulder. So your shin is kind of like bisecting your body. And the reason why this is a great hip stretch that I really love is because it gives you more control over your positioning. If you do the face down version, which is what pigeon pose is, it's all of your body weight, all of gravity. It puts a ton of stress on the hip joints, on your lower back joints. And sometimes you're not actually stretching what you think you are just because you're just dumping everything. So when you do face up pigeon, you can better control what's happening. You see what your true range of motion is. And it's really great if you know that your knees can't stand that much pressure or if your hips are super tight. And it's a great way to work on hip strength in new positions, right? You can work on contracting and doing all kinds of fun stuff. So check out the link in the description of this episode for my IG post, my Instagram post, um, or go on over to Instagram and check it out because it really is, it's just fun. I know I'm a nerd. I like stretching and moving and mobility. So you know what? It is what it is. (laughs) So the next hip mobility stretchy exercise I want you to give a try is the 90-90. And this is, again, another way to work on your control at end range. So basically you sit on the ground and again, 90 degrees in your hip and 90 degrees in your knee. So it's sort of like I'm trying to think of what it's called when you were a kid. Your feet are both going in the same direction, right? If you take both legs over to the right side, you have to have one knee bent and the other knee bent. Again, this is another one. I was writing these notes. I was thinking like, how am I going to be able to describe movement without video? You're going to have to go check out the video. So I'll link to YouTube uh, for this one to go check it out. The best thing about this is it puts your one hip into internal rotation, and the other hip into external rotation. So we've already talked about how the hip has its own rotator cuff, and one of the things it does is external rotation. And honestly, 99.9% of the hip stretches you see on the internet are all focused on external rotation, right? Everything from pigeon pose to figure four stretch to even lunges, the hip is in external rotation. But to have full flexibility or full range of motion, you actually want to be able to do all ranges of motion in the hip. So external rotation and internal rotation. And typically you don't have as much motion in internal rotation, but it's still important. Um, The way, honestly, the whole body works in any joint, if you're locked up in one direction, it's going to affect your ability to change range of motion in the other. So I'll link to this exercise as well in the show notes, or you can just go to YouTube and search AE Wellness 90 slash 90, and it should come up. But it'll probably be easier to just click the link in the show notes. So my third favorite hip stretch, which you really, it's not so much of a hip stretch, but it's really fun. And that is getting up and down off the floor. 
so simple, right? You can get bonus points for doing it from that 90, 90 shape. But the reason why this works is because you are at your end range, right? You're sitting on the floor and then you have to use your strength to get yourself back up off the floor. And again, it seems so super simple, but one of the best ways I have improved my hip mobility, so not just flexibility, but strength, is sitting down on the ground in different positions with my legs in different shapes, getting up and down off the floor, not using my hands, using my hands. It's like so cheap and easy. You can do it anytime, anywhere, and it will improve your hip mobility. The goal here is to be able to get up off the floor without using your hands, but for the time being, as you are building up your strength, use your hands. Use them all you need. Grab on things, press on things, but know that as you improve your strength, you will have to use your hands less. So it's it's a good thing to practice. You never know when you might end up on the floor and your hands are covered in chocolate for some reason and you need to get up and go wash your hands, but you don't want to put them down on the floor and get it all over the carpet, right? So it, it has very practical purposes too, I promise. <laughs> so that, my friends, is it. The three favorite hip stretches that aren't really hip stretches, the face-up pigeon, the 90-90, and getting up and down off of the floor. And I will link to all of these in the show notes. But maintaining your body and moving well doesn't have to be complicated. The consistency is queen. It is so super important. And if you really want to make change in your body, you're going to have to do it consistently. So enrollment is open now for my program, Movement Mavens, which not only teaches you how to maintain your body and move well, but also helps you craft your personalized plan so you know exactly how to build sustainable strength consistently. So if you want to improve your hip mobility, improve your shoulder mobility, improve the strength of your entire body, and most importantly, get out of pain and stay that way, then you really should come and join us. In the first month, you'll learn the right exercises to keep your body strong, flexible, and injury-free, how to strengthen your core without doing any more crunches, what good posture is for you, what it looks like, what it feels like, and how to make it feel effortless, the confidence to start building your own injury-proof workouts, and science-backed mindfulness strategies that are proven to help you stress less on the regular. All in all, what we aim to do in Movement Mavens is empower you with the knowledge to take excellent care of your body no matter what comes up and really understand the underlying causes of pain so that you can get rid of it for good. Enrollment closes on January 28th at 3 p.m. Pacific. So if you are even thinking about it just a little bit and you want to learn more, head on over to aewellness.com slash mavens to sign up. And I would love to have you join us and help you get stronger and out of pain today. So go ahead and try these three hip exercises that I shared with you. I want to know which one's your favorite. I want to see what it looks like. So send me a DM or tag me on Instagram. Again, I'm at Famala. Or you can leave me a sweet, sweet voicemail on the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. All of that is linked in the show notes as well. And before I want to go, I want to remind you where those show notes live, right? Show notes, fun links, free downloads, and the Body Nerds group all live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you got some fun movement in as you listened, or at least you have something planned. 
So if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I am going to be releasing a bonus episode very, very soon. Not going to send an email out, not going to tell anybody. Well, I'm going to tell you, but if you're subscribed, it just shows up in your feed. Also, one thing that really helps the show and helps other people find the show is if you head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode today and leave a review or just share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Simple as that. So here's asking better questions, moving more, working on our hip mobility, and getting nerdy. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.